a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight from the Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. Well, that spiel will no longer be true in the near future, and that's due to falling audience numbers. In response to this unfortunate situation, I've decided to not only change the format of the show, but also its name. You sit back and do nothing as the RSS feed will remain the same as it is now. So, enjoy the last SFTD show in this format. How you doing today? Well, I woke Saturday morning to news of an insurrection in Russia by the infamous Wagner mercenary group, who had taken over two key cities and appeared to be on the march towards Moscow. The Russians' army's response was anemic at best, a few airstrikes, but no ground troops appeared to confront Wagner. Rumors claim that President Putin fled the capital, and I find no reason to doubt this actually took place. While the Wagner group is estimated to have up to 25,000 men, remember that probably includes support personnel. So I figured that at least 10,000 combat troops were taking part in this action. Now, why the lack of resistance from the Russian army, whose numbers are vastly superior than Wagner's, and what caused Putin to flee the capital so quickly? Well, that's because most of the Russian army is deployed to Ukraine. There was virtually nothing standing in the way between the Wagner Group and Moscow. Many on the various social media platforms were already celebrating the supposed downfall of Putin and crediting the CIA with organizing this wannabe coup. I responded to a few of the more jubilant accounts that they were giving the CIA too much credit noting that this spy organization was currently concentrating on illegally interfering with domestic politics. Yeah, I received no rebuttals. Now, if you figure out who has the most to gain here, I'd say China would. Perhaps the MSS had a hand in this. The latest news is that the Wagner Group reached an agreement with the Russian Ministry of Defense, and to avoid further bloodshed, they're pulling back to their bases. The agreement will see Wagner leader Prigozhin relocate to Belarus, and for the Wagner troops who did not take part in this rebellion, well, they'll be made part of Russia's Ministry of Defense. My question is, what's going to happen to those Wagner members who did take part in the rebellion? Because none of that was reported. Will they accompany their leader to Belarus? I think Prigozhin didn't really intend to overthrow the government. I believe he wanted to make a statement, and it's a statement I think he'll be made to regret. I predict Mr. Prigozhin will die a sudden and unexpected natural death or have a tragic fall from one of the very tall buildings located in downtown Minsk. That in spite of Putin giving his insurances of Mr. Prigozhin's personal safety. Then again, if the Wagner troops who took part in this insurrection are also being allowed to relocate to Belarus, perhaps this was all just a ruse to position Wagner on Belarus's border with Ukraine in order to open up a new front. Putin would then have deniability if the Wagner group attacks Ukraine, saying that the mercenary group has gone rogue. The big winner here, in my opinion, is the CCP. Next, a Telegram messenger conversation between Hunter Biden and a CCP-connected business partner has been leaked. 
The message appeared to be a shakedown of the communist official and appears to place the then vice president in the room with his beloved son while this conversation was taking place. If true, this would expose yet another lie by Mr. Biden, who has previously denied any knowledge of Hunter's business deals, and he did that numerous times. Nothing will come out of this as the current president is shielded by the seemingly corrupt and deftly politicized Department of Justice and especially the agenda-driven intelligence agencies. Unless they decide to get rid of the old coot. Speaking of Hunter Biden, he apparently received a sweetheart deal in regards to his tax and weapons charges. No jail time, no felonies, no harm done. There are people who have or are currently serving long prison sentences for committing much more minor crimes. You know, I guess it pays, pun very much intended, to be the son of a former vice president who happened to stumble his way into the presidency. Now, compare this deal with the constant prosecution of Trump, or should I say persecution, or the January 6th riot attendees. And did you know that they're still arresting people that took part in that setup event? We truly have a two-tiered justice system amongst other corrupt systems, and this will result in common folk to, as they say, punch out. And maybe that's just another piece of the Great Reset. Finally, as I stated at the beginning of this episode, this will be the last of the Straight From The Desk podcast. I'm reformatting and renaming the show. Give me a couple of weeks to prepare everything in regards to these changes, if you will. This all has been spurred by my listenership falling off a cliff despite having a good start. I received numerous donations that I very much appreciate a lot more than my other podcasts that I've been doing for almost four years now. Until I finish these changes, you're invited to listen to the OFNT podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode and what was formerly known as the SFTD podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. You can send recommendations for my revamp of it to sftdpod23 at gmail.com. I don't have an address for the renamed one yet. Again, thank you for listening, and many thanks for those who donated their hard-earned cash to the show. So, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take care.